Evening, everybody. It's 9.05 on the Superstation. Welcome to What's On Joe Mind. Uh, we, we, we start a, a couple minutes late by design now. We, we try to give Brian a chance to, to wind up. We don't want to just force him off his stream. We don't want to make you guys choose. But, hey, man, five minutes is five minutes. So we're, we're here. <laughs> uh, we got to get out of the Beast way. Master is over. Right. Uh, WCW Saturday night is on at 11.05, and we got to get out of the way. That's right. Uh, <laughs> it's gorgeous Jimmy Garvin against the Z-Man Tom Zank tonight. Be good oh, really? Show. I thought it was just a replay of the Beastmaster. But anyway. <laughs> that's, that's, that's in the uh, rain delay of Braves baseball. Right. Late late night. Beastmaster followed by Night of the Lepus. Uh, and before, we get to, before we get to any of that, plus our fun stuff, enjoy our kick-ass theme song. <laughs> Secondary military specialty, crushing fudge. Yeah. <laughs> All the fudge. That's the gall viper. Welcome to the show, everybody. We are What's On Joe Biden, a fan cast about the world of G.I. Joe. I'm your host, Mike Irizarry. How's everybody doing? Boys night out, baby. All right. That's, that's kind of every night. Like, we, we, um, we're, we're going to be without Joe for a few weeks yet. Like, she, the baby isn't due till, till beginning of June and then mm. probably several weeks past that. Uh, so we we have plenty of openings for guest hosts. We didn't we didn't I didn't even extend the invite this week because one I was super busy. Two, what was there to talk about? Yeah, we don't need you. <laughs> there ain't a whole lot going on. Uh, but here, yeah, here we are Tuesday night anyway. Uh, joining me in the top row, he's the former head of marketing for the GI Joe brand at Hasbro. It's the hot show, Mark Weber. Oh, I appreciate it, and I got a couple things to show off. What I got in? Look at this. It's my incognito Yankee hat. You gotta right. look real hard. Normally, I just like the classic, but out here, I kind of fly under the radar. So, fine. And then I got my uh, Pat Tillman Pat's Run shirt in for this year, even though I, I can't run at the official run. And good Lord, could they have picked the worst color for me? Yeah. Constructicon green. Mm. So, <laughs> love it, but. That's way that too many. That's the official name. Between uh, that green and your skin tone, that's way too much day glow in one, one body. Was, that one's going on the hanger. Yeah. And the only good story I have, I didn't do the first one because uh, I'm, I'm not a runner at all, even though, you know, Pat Tillman is a, the greatest sun devil and an American hero. But the second year I was injured and we were at McFarland Toys and just starting to talk to them, uh, to the Tillman Foundation, about doing a commemorative Tillman figure with all proceeds to benefit the Tillman Foundation. And I was talking to his brother-in-law, who was the head of the foundation at the time. And he's like, you doing the run? And I'm like, nah, I'm 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 hurting uh, right now. I've got a uh, I got a uh, I pulled my calf and walking's even a, even a bit. So I don't think I'm doing the run. And he said, we don't know each other very well, Mark. But can I be completely honest with you and give you some straight up advice? And I'm like, sure. And he went, do the run, pussy. 
<laughs> Outstanding. But anyways, uh, thank you to our friend Articulated Chad for the super chat. Uh, we got one earlier in the evening before we even got started from, from Josiah Alcorn. We'll throw that up there, too. He didn't have anything to say. Uh, but thank you for that, sir. Digging it. And of course, we got one coming up here from uh, from Dave E. That's a new name. Thank you. Uh, welcome to the program, Dave E. Uh, super chat just for the Yankee hat, my dad's favorite team. That's This is kind of a Yankees podcast mm-hmm. going right now, so it's that's all right. We'll see where it goes. It, uh, that needs to be your favorite team, too, Dave E. Is it possible that's Dave Island? No, maybe the maybe king of maybe. Columbus, I think. Maybe it's Dave Island Jr. That's a good point because that would be his dad's lord favorite. of the Columbus shuttle. Yeah, dude, he ruled Columbus for a long time. He did. He did. And every time he came up, he got sent back down quick. It was like whack a mole with Dave Island. Hey guys, whack. Didn't they eventually send him off to Toronto? I think so. Yeah, Something like that. which is like the minor league back then, it was the minor league affiliate of Columbus. Right, right. That was the, I think only only Al Leader got out alive. No. In the bottom row, uh, he is my older brother. He is a man without a show. He is Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Clooney boy. He's showless. Right, I'm Rob. Uh, I advised him to do Batman and Robin. Mike broke himself. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering how long it's going to take him. His crotch just broke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Clooney's boy. The greatest episode of American Dad. <laughs> where they, they scheme to kill George Clooney. Just wonderful. Well, not, not kill him. Break his heart. Well, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Pendragon Designs and Toys says, how many beachheads? Uh, that oh, we'll get to that. That'll be a topic of discussion later in the show. Uh, we got a bumper for it and everything, man. I can't we'll go stage our intervention. You know, giving that away in the first five minutes. Come on, might be the biggest news of the week. So right. yeah, hang on. Exactly. <laughs> Literally, there was no actual news this week. You expect me to give away the beachhead count now? Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Come on. But uh, Davey says it is. But I used to mess with my dad saying it was the Mets. Well, that's okay then. That's mm. causing some chaos. We so long as your heart's in the right place, you can say whatever you want. Deeds, not words. That's it. Uh, Craig Cohan has a has a, a rack time. How many weeks of school left? I have five and a half. Uh, like, uh, I think we might be six and a half. We're maybe, going, maybe we can go to Craig's school. We're going until the weekend. Uh, basically, right up until Memorial Day. Ugh. But uh, if you're catching us on Facebook tonight, uh, go ahead and give us a thumbs up. Give us a heart. Give us a little huggy guy. We do love little huggy guy. All that stuff really pushes the the algorithms over there. Be sure to leave a comment. Ask us some questions. That's all we that's all we got going tonight. Questions. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're catching us on YouTube, uh, remember Super Chat is active tonight. So if you got something you absolutely got to get on the air, that, that's a good one. That, that's a good way to do it. Uh, we do have some letters that have been sent to us through through email. Those, of course, get priority. But past that, man, if you got a question, super chatting it to us. That's the way to do it. Uh, be sure to like the video. Hit the button down below with the thumbs up. Uh, give us a subscription. Good Lord, do all the good YouTube things and get those algorithms moving, too. We got crazy retention on this channel, right? Like, we got mm-hmm. 1,200 subscribers and half of you tune in every week. It's nuts. We got uh, people out there that, just, that, that would kill us for our retention rates, but there's only 1,200 of you. So keep spreading the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing works like word of mouth uh, certainly not our social media 
All that's down below too. So be sure to give us a follow on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, I think we're on post. I think we got a TikTok still. Um, not not too much happens in some of those places, but eh, whatever. I mean, it's pretty clear that our fans have issues, right? Right. But what right. they need is subscriptions. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Oh, uh, Firefly says, so long as the Cubs lose, that's all that matters. They preempted Transformers on WGN once in 1985, and I give no quarter. <laughs> Nobody preempts Megatron mid-monologue. Uh, funny story. Um, there is one one day Rob and I got supremely pissed off at ABC television for preempting uh, the 1966 Batman uh, one afternoon in 1981. And um, we, we were pissed off about it for a solid couple of weeks. Uh, <laughs> that was the day Reagan got shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but explain that to a six and an eight year old. Were you rooting for Reagan to die? I mean, no. we're not rooting for him to die, but it's just like, come on, dude, get out of bed. Batman's on. Well, I just meant because he was in the hospital for a couple of days, as I recall, right? Yeah, so it was, it was a little bit. Yeah, he was pretty kind of an old guy. So were you were you so bent about the Batman preemption that they were rooting for him to pay for it with his life? No, two no, days no. Later? Okay. Yeah, we weren't mad at Ronald Reagan. He got shot. <laughs> we were mad at ABC because, like, okay, great, he got shot. Show us Batman. <laughs> I didn't. I did not see that. Did not get a chance to see that movie again until college. People for, people forget that. I mean, or have no no comprehension of it. Right with streaming now, like when we were kid, when we were just old enough to start watching James Bond movies. The old ones would come on as the movie of the week, right? They'd start yeah. at nine, nine o'clock's bedtime for right. us back then, right? So it was like, no, you can't watch this stuff. And it's pre-VCR. So you can't rent it either, right? Just like, here it is on free TV, but I'm sorry, bedtime for you, Mike and Mark. Oh, I, I would have to I would have to beg hard. We eventually we were able to negotiate. That on a Bond night we could stay up and watch the teaser, right? The little baby adventure before the <laughs> swimming girls coming out of the guns and stuff, right? So we got well, that, but that was all we got. I'm about to relate another curfew story. Okay. Uh, when when we were a little older, uh, you know, of course, Jim, our the third Irizarry brother, the youngest of the three brothers, um, his bedtime was nine thirty, and he was he would regularly bargain to stay up later. Um, and there was one night where he, he was on because he was watching uh, he's watching Law and Order with the folks. Doom, doom. And, and of course, they're halfway through the episode at 930. And he's kind of annoyed that he's got to go to bed because he wants to see the rest of it. He had seen the law, but there would be no order. Right. <laughs> I walked in the room and I, I just pointed at him. I said, you got law, boy, but you'll get no order. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Roussel with the uh, that's one with, of those moments. Winner. Where, yeah, that's that's one of those moments where my mom broke out laughing, so I knew it was good. Right, uh, Sean Russell, uh, thank you for the super chat, sir. He's not going to be any less shot after Batman. <laughs> exactly. Sean knows what's going on. Sean and Sean and six-year-old Mike are like this. Sean and eight-year-old Rob are like this. We stand, we stand unified like Boy Scouts. <laughs> and but it spawned the SNL sketch once again. Buckwheat has been shot. Yeah. And uh, that was something else we got in trouble for watching on TV. That was SNL. Yeah, oh, that that specific episode. There was one one weekend our grandma was watching us, and she let us stay up way late, and we caught that episode of SNL. Was it that one? It was that one. 
Luckily, getting chat. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't even remember what episode it was. I remember being again a small child and just being like, "Should I be laughing at this?" <laughs> and they just kept out, showing the video over and over again in slow mo. Turns out, yes, I should. Yes, I should. <laughs> Yes, uh, uh, David Andrews, and all all you had was three channels of the president's night was shot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. And Reagan used to love to call impromptu news conferences. Uh, uh, he was. Hey, yeah. If he you, dies, he dies. Do you remember him goofing? He was a oh, bit where he, man, please. He goofed around with reporters before the cameras were were actually broadcasting, but they taped him doing it. And he's at the podium, and he goes. I've just enacted legislature that outlaws communism. The bombing starts at the top of the hour. And then he and then he cracked up at all the reporters like, oh, you goofy. President. And then notice the red light was on. Right. 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 And there's yeah. bits of uh, he, he had think, he had some quick apology phone calls to make to the premier. Isn't there a bit where W is like just flying the bird right before a news conference and everybody's just guffawing with it? Like he's just up there going. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Nelson Rockefeller, when he was vice president, did that in a news conference. <laughs> See, in a news conference, that's the, that's the Michael Corleone. <laughs> yeah. That's ballsy, and we respect that. Yeah. And I'm sorry I only ripped on Republicans there. It's just the first two I could think of. It's yeah. just, hey, hey, it was, we're talking about the 80s. That's all we got. Man. All we had. So, uh, <laughs> no, nobody has. Nobody has funny memories of the Mondale administration. Because, right. uh, you know, the Mondale administration. <laughs> Did you guys actually get your Batman fix a couple weeks later or? Uh, not to my knowledge. No, uh, no. Like I said, that he never, he never saw it again until much later. I, I actually rented it with, I, I made my friends rent it a couple times in high school. Okay. Um, and and uh, like the first time they complained about it. The second time we're like, yeah, it's fucking time to do Batman again. <laughs> right. Come on, Shark, get him! <laughs> I, I, yeah, I had it on on VCR. I, I had it a, a VHS tape, and uh, we watched it in college one year. I mean, we all just died laughing oh, watching it. I just, we would. It was a staple that I would put on working at the video store because what became the last blockbuster eventually, right? Yeah, because we were limited. You could only play PG movies in the in the house. And God, and, the, and no, not to be sexist, but the girls I worked with would pick Overboard like daily. Uh, like once is too much for Overboard, right? So, like Overboard is fine once a week, you know. Like you're at a video store, right? You're gonna have to watch it eventually. Yeah, it's not the worst thing it can be picked, but it's not something you want on replay. Yeah, we would watch. I would put up Rocky Four all the time, and usually it would get rented out. Somebody'd be like, "Can I?" read that we're like yeah sure and then people would boo because they were watching the fight like they hadn't seen it before um but we would eventually we even got bored we would just pick random stuff so the batman one went up a bunch of times yeah. my buddy seth would put up this movie called scouts honor with uh gary coleman as the lead as a boy Ooh. scout i don't even remember what it was about but he would put that up there gary coleman as a boy scout what else do you want right yeah. we had a, we had a free like free video section of like instructional and uh, stuff and one of them was Mr. T's be somebody or be somebody's fool. We put that on, and then one night we didn't get to work together much. We put on Ishtar, right? <laughs> Just because we'd never seen it, but we knew it was awful. And there was some some scene where uh, was it Beatty and Hoffman are like 
in drag and singing, trying to escape from somewhere on stage or so. I don't know. Something was going on. And one guy was in the store. He came walking up to us and he went, are you guys playing Ishtar? We're like, yeah, dude. <laughs> he goes, what would motivate you to pick Ishtar off the this moment right now. <laughs> and I, I work overnight. Sometimes I'm just picking something I haven't seen before. That's it. There was I one one day last week it was some terrible 80s movie that I hope to never see again. I don't even remember what it's called, but it passed an hour and a half. There you go. But yeah, Sometimes. we just, uh, we got the swear jar going as Pendragon Designs and Toys notes. Uh you can you can contribute to the swear jar, help us get out of cursed purgatory, uh, with the Kofi jar, uh the Kofi link down below, rather. Uh we've got seven uh, monthly subscribers. If you become a monthly subscriber, uh, you get your name in our, our closing credits every week. Uh, we couldn't do this without you. You guys pay for the channel. Uh, so, but uh, Jeff Butler uh, says, fun fact, Cesar Romero, Burgess Meredith, and Frank Gorshin also all appeared in a film called Skidoo, starring Jackie Gleason and a cameo by Groucho as a gangster called God. I need Dude. to find this movie. Uh, this sounds like magic. I Dude. need to find this movie. Check Wasn't the Tubi. Wasn't as good as Skidoo too, but fine. <laughs> right. That this does sound like something that'll turn up on Tubi. Either either that or the, like the real back end of Amazon Prime. Yeah. yeah. Or Peacock. But um, <laughs> um Sean Russell, thank you again, sir. Zardoz is the best terrible movie I've ever seen. I oh. haven't seen that one. Dude, how much did they have to pay Connery in his prime to wear a diaper for two hours? <laughs> Have you ever seen? You know what I'm talking about with yeah. Zardoz? Yeah, yeah, I know. It was, I know that I mean, a diaper with a diaper with suspenders is right. oh, yeah. breathtaking, like a vest or something. Oh, there is a um, around the the time in the early '70s, there was a character that would a, a reoccurring character would show up like maybe like once every three years or something in Superman comics called Vartox, and it was straight up Connery in Zardoz. That's <laughs> Complete with with full harness battle diaper. Oh, That's glorious! Oh, just so, terrible. We need, we need to get like Mark II designs on that or something. You know, just give us the full harness battle diaper. <laughs> diaper viper. Well, that's enough cool stuff out of you guys. Yeah, yeah. fine. Please, hey, we're full harness battle diaper. We're waiting for the DC multiverse figure of uh, Vartox here, McFarlane. You'll <laughs> no, get there. It'll be the way with five other Batman, but yeah. Uh, Harry Nilsson sinks the credits in Skidoo. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> oh hell! Oh, we're in. Oh, uh, so, I, I, um, I look here. Carry on. I'm going to look up and see where it's streaming. Yeah, it's write got, write it's, that down. Write this down. Yeah, yeah. It's just, just it's got to be so much better drunk. But uh, I, I do want to. I do want to throw a quick apology out there. Uh, last week was a, a textbook exercise in uh, never, never live stream in a bad mood. <laughs> and Lord, I was in a terrible mood last week. Uh, so I apologize for all of you who sat through uh, what was a two-hour bucket of piss. Um, but it did happen sometimes. That's live broadcasting for you. Uh, clear, we're, we're, we're human beings. We're not playing characters. Uh, and every so often, it, it happens. Yeah. I, would, uh, I would describe uh, Mike right. from last week as slightly punchy. I was... Uh, <laughs> I think it... it thankfully, it kind of morphed into that. Mm -hmm. Wow, I, I was just I was a stuff not had nothing to do with this program, had nothing to do mm -hmm. with any of you or any anybody here or just just I was just in a bad mood and I let just uh 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 
bad, bad stuff. Dark Mike. Yeah, just don't uh, never, never be that angry in live stream is really the. <laughs> don't podcast angry. Mike, Carol Channing's in this movie too. Oh my God. Diamonds <laughs> are a girl's best friend. Up yours, young people. <laughs> uh, her family guy uh, cameo was the greatest. Uh, just say Alcorn it says, uh, which wrestler autobiography is to be banned in Florida first? Mm. Uh, all uh, of them. Mark Miro, Mark Miro, right? Because he was Johnny B. Bad. I don't know. Pro probably Bret Hart's because it was good. I did like Hart's autobiography because he was just completely open about how unfaithful he was to yeah. his wife. Right? Like, yeah, he he gave he gave you the warts. He did not yeah. give you the 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 glorified version of himself like so many of those guys tend to do. Yeah, I, I think that's that's why. <laughs> You know, Bret Hart had a had a far shorter career than a lot of the greats. You know, we were unfortunately robbed of of a lot of prime years from him, uh, or maybe not prime years, but you know that 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 forties run that that guys can still have right. it pr pretty good. Uh, we didn't get that from Bret Hart just an injury, um, but uh, you know, I think that's why we still connect to him more so than some of the guys like <laughs> Hogan. Right. Uh, well, it wasn't just the injury. It was that, that WCW wasted him for three years, right? All the stuff they could have been doing in what ended up being his last run, right? right. They didn't know it at the time, yeah. but yeah. They, they could have done anything with him, and it would have been more than what they did. Even if they just had nothing to do and said, just go mess around with the mid card for a while. We would have had Hart Jericho, Hart Eddie Guerrero, Hart Benoit. I know, but at the time... I mean, right. come on. Uh, Diana Davis with the suggestion, you want fun with a slight tang of cheese. And who doesn't want their cheese with a slight tang? Uh, <laughs> go find Danger Diabolique. I and believe that was like one of the last episodes on Comedy Central of Mystery Science Theater. That's yeah, right. and, it, and it's yeah. fantastic. So yeah. I, I, I can't watch that movie without silhouette. Robot on yeah. screen. They, they, that was, that's a good one. It's not quite Manos, the hands of fate, but well, I well, mean, the all-time king of that show is Mitchell, but you know, AV says screw Goldberg, and yeah. I, <laughs> I, kind of, I kind of agree there. What? Watch the kick, he told Brett. Uh, Pendragon says, "Don't do trash Hogan, brother." What'll all the little Hulkamania maniacs say? I think our our feelings on Hulk Hogan are summed up best by the Iron Sheik's Twitter feed. I think you need to go subscribe to that. <laughs> My favorite bit is when he goes for a holiday and it's just like, Happy New Year to all of you out there. The Sheik is nothing but love for all of you, except the jabroni Hulk Hogan. <laughs> uh, Davey notes that Brett did wrestle Benoit as a tribute to Owen and WCW. Yes, he did. Yep. Uh, but but Mark's talking about like doing a program like a thing. Yeah. Right. Like uh, Brett Benoit for for 2 months with a pay-per-view match at the end is is fantastic. Yeah. Brett Booker T yeah. for 2 or 3 months would have been fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, Hard. like I'm not even talking about getting him in the heavyweight title scene. Just just throw him in there with your workers yeah. and make him go. Heart and Page, right? Uh, Heart and Savage at the lower main event like right. just just would have been amazing. Mm. Just would have been amazing. They had Hennig for a couple of years. Yeah, you couldn't have done Hart Hennig. Most again? of that they had Kurt Hennig. Yeah, man. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, so uh, what do you say we get to community calendar? Oh yeah. Woohoo! I gotta I gotta play one of our many 
calendar intros from our, our friends. Wait, wait, wait. Do you pick them ahead of time, or are there a bunch and you just like spin there, the chamber? There's a bunch, and I forget which ones are which. So you just spin the chamber and let's go? Yeah. Oh, yes. Mm, disturbing big fan of ghost phoenix big fan <laughs> i'd say i think i found uh mark's favorite yeah i like ghost. you know which one's that one because you think it's, it's over not, it's not a ghost phoenix it's a ghost parrot and then it's just <laughs> and then it's just randomness for like a half second at the end right <laughs> and mark thinks he went back in time man <laughs> i'm now not doing so well yeah <laughs> Hey, he's doing well enough to type that. Right? It can't be that bad. Yeah. Maybe he's just got a translator. So he's first up. Of course, we're coming up on the date. Like, we only have to do this one more time. Wow. But uh, the Greater Adirondack Toyage comic show coming up on April 30th. Uh, it is the first convention appearance of the voice of Zorana, Lisa Raggio. Uh, so if you're going to make that show in Lake George, New York, be nice. Be no, nice. Come on. She just she just found her way back to the fandom. Be nice. Uh, more details uh, available at greateradirondacktoyandcomicshow.com. Uh, $5 admission uh, up there, again, Lake George, New York at the Holiday Inn. You know, the one by the highway, not the crappy one. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking, I'm looking at that Zorana box art, which I've seen a billion times in my life, right? Right. Did they forget to draw like the handle on the gun? Maybe. Maybe it looks like it. Look, it makes more sense that way. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm no doubt, boo, no doubt. But I mean, that's like uh that's the Rob Liefeld version of drawing weapons, right? You just draw a fist and then put a gun on top of it. Right, sure. So actually you draw you you put make a fist and draw just a rectangle on top of it. Right. If it wasn't for the fact that I can see the right foot, I would think maybe that was Liefeld's art. <laughs> Leave poor dead Hector Garrido alone, would you? <laughs> I'm not making fun of Hector. I'm just saying where I expect better. You know, if it was Rob Liefeld, it would be a potato with a box on top of it. And <laughs> anyway. Hey, I was I was defending Hector earlier today. Somebody had a, a still shot of one of Carson's uh streams with like the five guys all together. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, this is Mount Olympus of G.I. Joe. And I'm like, no disrespect, but let's not forget Hector, right? Big deal. Big deal. Right. Oh, yeah. I hate, That's why I started buying him. No, I, I, get, I get that he couldn't make the panel, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he tended to be the one. There aren't a lot of photos of him with the other guys either because he, he tended to, you know, he was not on site. They they got things sent in from, from him and to him. So... Anyway, I know I had looked it up to make sure I spelled his name right because I wanted to, I didn't want to be the guy who was like, don't disrespect Hector while I spell his name wrong. <laughs> so I looked it up and I had forgotten that he passed in 2020. Right. Um, and that he was 90. Yeah. Yeah. So he was notably older than most of the other creators. I guess, yeah, because Ron's only like 55. So um he was quite a bit older. But um uh, Nomad's wondering with the excellent question, why would a weed whacker need an additional handle anyway? Exactly. Uh, it's not, 
No, I'm not arguing where it should or shouldn't be. I'm just saying the actual weapon has a handle down there, and it's not visible on the art. But uh, so so Zarana's uh, weed whacker gun is that the worst accessory until spring loaded missile launchers mounted on helmets came out? Or, or... <laughs> I just love the idea of is it Mace who has the missile? Uh, Mace helmet? and Muskrat. Yes, <laughs> well, Muskrat seems dumb. Uh, but Mace, I'm, uh, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But I would just love for somebody to do the fake animation of him running into battle, firing the missile, and breaking his own neck, right? So and, just removing yeah. his own head from his shoulder. Not not like pulling it off, but just like the twist of it, right? The missile actually ends up firing that way. <laughs> Snap. <laughs> yeah, that might be the worst weapon. Although... I know what it was, but the Televiper gun. Yeah, it's was, not a weapon. Yeah, I know, but then he has no weapon. Yeah, well, he's well, not he a breaker. Give him a pistol, a pistol or something. Look, I, I agree with you, but I, that you can't say he's got a worse weapon when he doesn't have a weapon. Uh, that's just, a whole. That's a whole other lame list to be on. But yeah, I guess that's true. This is bad. This is near. If it isn't the top, it's right on the edge. Yeah, I, I mean, DJs look like something left over from you know Commando <laughs> Cody and his Lost Planet Airman, but right. For I mean, for such a for such a great character, for such a great figure, such a bad weapon. Yeah, Monkey Wrench had a bad one too, man. Yeah, but even even Trident Gun is better than Weed Wagon because <laughs> at just... least he can kill a guy like Brick. Right? Was that that's what it was? Right? It was a one shot. God killer weapon, basically. Because okay, I guess I, I'm down with that. The idea it that like it, it had a it looked like it had a wire spool on the bottom, so you could reel it back in and shoot it again. All right, I suppose that's that, that's even better. All right, I'll, I'll give because I liked Monkey Wrench. Either that so, or do some big game fishing. Uh, Monkey know. Wrench was cooler looking than some of the original three. I'll I'll argue that just because it's just a, a better looking sculpt. I mean, if you read the file card, Monkey Wrench's primary weapons were those grenades he had on. So yeah, right, right. But uh, next up, uh, same day, uh, a little bit further west, we got Toy Pop uh, at the AHN Sports Complex in uh, Pittsburgh, PA. Uh, Five dollar admission uh, for for the show. A ten dollar VIP gets you in an hour early. Uh, visit Toy Pop on Facebook. For more details, or you can purchase your tickets online at their website, toypalooza.com. Who drew that Batman? Rack time, Rob. Uh, that looks like Tim Sale. I thought he was Robin. That's Tim Drake. Oh. Tim Sale's the artist did the long Halloween. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Tim Sale's the guy who's always teaming up with Jeff Loeb to do uh, color-themed stories for both major publishers. Mm, fair enough. Well, the color theme was just for Marvel. I don't care, Rob. <laughs> I don't care. Hey, if you're going to say, get it right. Uh, uh, fight! Yeah. Fight! I'm waiting for the day one of you just throws off the headphones and disappears off camera. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> shows yeah. Shows up on camera. Yeah, I'm like, he's not gone. He's coming back. <laughs> Tim Sale just passed away just a few months ago, I believe. Yeah, yeah, just I think last year. Late yeah, last towards year. the end, maybe. But. It's unfortunate. Look, I'm not gonna make make fun of a guy's passing, and I'm not gonna be grammar Nazi either. But Jake Rose's post <laughs> doesn't make sense. Oh, 
No, it's uh, it's all right though. It's a time sale. Look, he's got autocorrect. What, yeah. what happened to the time sale? That's all it is. He's got autocorrect. Yeah, and to my phone, and it's autocorrect. I'm never trying to type ducking, ever. Yeah. <laughs> never trying to type that. Uh, Bjorn Jakob Bjornson uh, or Benoison, mm. uh, uh Voltar's SMG is the worst with that stupid fin in the back. Well, oh, yeah, that's a strong contender because you couldn't hold it at all, right? Other than that stupid diagonal bit you could yeah. do once in a while. It would, uh, if the if the full moon was positioned at the right spot, yeah, it, it was no good. You know the ones I hated the most are a lot of them came on the weapons trees towards the end of the line. Is when they give a gun that had just the most gigantic handle ever, <laughs> and an experienced Joe fan would look at that and go, "Yeah, forget you, man. You're never going in that guy's hand because I know better." Right. But a kid got to whittle that down. <laughs> right. But a kid, you know, like that that one really long rifle with like the fire hydrant handle. Like yeah, that came a brand with the new Viper. kid. Yeah. Like, oh, cool, pop. Come on. That is a thumb like, killer. I got a bag full of stuff with the the '93 beachhead. Okay, and it's uh, it's uh, I'll real quick. I'm gonna gonna put this up in the the, the big window. Uh, but it's they're all yellow. Ugh. So you got the Rock Viper machine gun. Too big. You I think that's a recoils thing. That thing was stupid. Terrible. In got, any color, that's dumb. Right, you got Shockwave's pistol, which is a good weapon. But it's banana yellow. Yeah, yeah. big and, handle. Uh, big handle. Don't too. Lose it. Big handle. Uh, then you got the the knife, which again, good weapon. Banana yellow. Banana yellow. And, and probably the one of the better missile. Like he's one of the few guys that actually looks good with his his missile launcher. Like you don't mind yellow missiles. Yeah, it's fine. Like this. This is when this is your redeeming weapon. Yeah. That's 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 not good. I never minded the Technicolor missiles because those are going behind the couch anyway, right? You need right. some help getting that stuff right. back. Well, even even in canon, right? It's it's you're you're just blowing crap up with those. So yeah. who cares what color they are? Yeah. You don't need stealth if you're just getting launched to cause millions of dollars in property damage. I, I do kind of want the poor bastard I just fired that that at to see it coming in all its neon yellow goodness. Oh put a little face on the front. <laughs> A little high five hat and mm-hmm. hand on the top. A little high five ghost, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, let's let me let me fix this. Okay, we'll get back to we'll get back to community calendar. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Nomads has got the best point here, man. Next time it's a slow news day. Uh, see the definitive worst weapons <laughs> list is in the hopper. Um, oh, we do have. More definitive plans after we get through year by year with the figures. Like we'll we'll actually retackle some of the same territory just with different parameters, uh, and we do have some some themes like that for for the far flung future. So definitive lists aren't going anywhere. So long as there's a what's on Joe mind, we will be doing definitive. The definitive redhead list. Uh, Davey, boy, thank, baby. Thank you back for uh, thank you again for the the uh, the super chat. Uh, Voltar's SMG was silly, but it was awesome as a replacement gun for my animated Two-Face figure as a kid. Well, okay then. Fair enough. All right. It, it only has a place if you're using it out of line. Give it to some, some other toy. 
I wasn't I wasn't mad at his gun, even though it wasn't great. I was mad later on to find out I put Voltar's backpack on wrong forever. For 30 years, yeah. Yeah, forever as a kid. I thought that was like a thick antenna for a radio backpack. Yeah, like didn't didn't the club get you straightened out on that when they, <laughs> they did him in in uh what was it figure subscription service what yeah was, and I'm, what it was the uh the like, hey, Geeky, the buzzard there yeah that, good thing i had some cachet with them already because i'm like hey the backpack's backwards and they're like oh we got another one that was like 2017 <laughs> <That was>, yeah <laughs> we got another one running the brand Voltar, doesn't know a thing about joe Voltar popped out in what 89 yeah 88 88 i'm not the only one though i'm not the only time. one who made that mistake it's a long time I didn't know. Can you imagine how bent that buzzard was for 27 years going, cool, but the wings are tired here, pal. <laughs> or, you know, what he's got to sit on there is The ironic yeah. thing is that in the comics, that buzzard probably picked the corpse of uh, Voltar himself. Look, Craig's got my back. I wasn't the only one. He's probably younger than you, though. Did it show it correct on the art? I think on the art, he the buzzard was flying. So that's yeah, it. We got if it was if it was correct on the art, I would have followed suit. But and then the I, one that confused everybody, the uh, battle armor Cobra Commander. Which way does that backpack go? Because <laughs> there's no right answer. It's like red or blue rumble. I, I I followed it to the like the curvature on the backpack itself. I made it yep. fit back. That's what I did. But that's not what the art showed. Not what the art shows. Yeah, it's not blowtorch. Uh, blowtorch was the same way. And it look yeah that's right and it looks worse yeah on correctly I think unless well, you think you put, it's a I know I remember if I put blowtorch's backpack on the way it was on the card it immediately fell off yeah that's uh, right yeah, but it would stay on if it, if I put but, it, you know but if you put it on the other way it was almost impossible to get to plug in the weapon right I, it was a real to, stretch I tried to give Craig Cohan an, an up there and and he throws out that he's actually older than the honcho barely uh, October yeah. barely. By a couple of months. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, Mark's birthday is famously the day before Jesus. Yeah. No. <laughs> He's born the day after me. Uh, Bart says, come see me at my toy. Pa, lose a booth. Uh, tell me what's on Joe Mind. Sent you for 0% off. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. That's what. There's a man who'll be plugging the show. That's Free hugs. I'm... Right. Free hugs from Bart. Speaking of free hugs. Hey, it's time for Toy Man. Uh, free hugs from Dave Draper. If you catch him and see him, tell him what's on Joe Mind sent you. Give him a deep, lingering, uncomfortable hug. Let the boy hug Dave Draper. <laughs> that is on May 7th from 9 to 2. Uh, $5 admission there. $15 for early bird gets you an 8 o'clock for all the, the hot action. Uh, and I'll tell you, uh, early bird at Toy Man is, is worth the 10 bucks. Because that's when the really weird and rare stuff gets swapped around between mm -hmm. those dealers. Uh, you can get in on that action. But uh, that is in the Machinist Hall out in Bridge to Missouri, just outside scenic St. Louis. Absolutely worth the trip. Uh, if you're within even a couple hours of St. Louis, they do this show eight times a year. So uh, you hear from, hear from them a lot, hear from us a lot about them. Uh, but I cannot recommend it enough. Two full stories in that Machinist Hall full of toy dealers. Uh, it is just amazing. So check that one out. It's where the big kids go to play. Mm -hmm. And the big drum. And the yeah. big drum. And, uh, you know, that's that's Chris on the drum there, and he used to be pretty big himself. He's lost a lot of weight, though. He's still kind of big, but, like, now it's just he's big because he's six foot three. 
Give that man a hug, too. Sure. Yeah, go for it. He'll take it. He's a good dude. Mm-hmm. He, he he knows who I am if he doesn't know my name. So, right. Anyways. Did you ever do the don't you know who I am line? No, That's no good. I don't. Because so really, uh, to, to Chris, I was just Dave Draper's buddy. Mm. So he, <laughs> he was afraid I was just going to go hug him at any point. So. <laughs> uh, one, one, one Sunday this summer, I might get back to Toy Man. We'll see. Drag Rack Time Rob out to St. Louis for a day. Mm-hmm. Well, how, how long is that drive? Four hours. That's doable. Yeah, no, that's all right. That's that's yeah. a weekend trip. Holy uh, smokes! Bart says I'm six six. I give big hugs. You don't have a choice to give big hugs. You, I, didn't yeah. know Bart, I didn't know Bart was a monster. Good for you, Bart. You Bart. Bart's uh, he's he's the heavy in our our tag team in our. That's right. He's our, diesel. Uh, he's diesel in our uh, what's what's the, our stable. That's it. He's the heavy. We just need to get him one black fingerless glove that he could pull on menacing. It's a good gig, Bart. The heavy doesn't even have to wrestle. <laughs> just snarl. <laughs> just, uh, yeah. Like Big Dick Dudley. Yeah, that's it. But, uh, SoCal G.I. Joe show happens that same day, May 7th. That's from 10 to 3. Out at the Embassy Suites in Temecula. Uh, Phil Donnelly was around. He'd tell us how to get to that embassy suites, but he's not. So we'll mm-hmm. count on, we'll count on Mark to do it instead. He was he was in the chat. What, what happened to him? Damn it, McConkey Duck. Hold on, I'm gonna. I'll get back to you on that. I'm actually gonna put it into ways. Let's see. <laughs> how do I get from Rhode Island to Temecula? <laughs> Let's see if it lasts at me or not. It's just gonna say buy a plane ticket. Yeah, how um, many mi- how many miles, boys? Whoever's closest gets a high five. That's uh, thirty five hundred. Rob, I'm going to say 3,800. Oh, Mike's winner, 2,591. That's oh, not wow. bad. Our country is tinier than I thought. <laughs> View routes, sure. Right? <laughs> Let's check that out. <laughs> yeah, work on that phone. Print that on your map quest. <laughs> Remember that time Mark's phone exploded live? <laughs> it was awesome. Good show. Uh, 41 hours, it says. Uh, Diana Davis says, if you take the five, the sign fell off today to reveal it used to be the 99. And as a result, the five is jammed. There's, there's no way it's 41 hours. It's got to be more than that. Yeah, maybe not. Anyways, 10 to 3 as the show times on that. Uh, admission's $5. $10 for the early bird gets you an hour earlier. Uh, they have a slew of exclusives available at this. They do it twice a year. Uh, this time around, they are doing a classified October Guard Dyna. Uh, so if you like uh, fan custom uh High high quality fan custom figures. Uh, that's what's coming up this time. They've done some great work in the past. They've done Monkey Wrench. They've done Starduster. Um, I think this is. The, I think those are the other two classifieds that they've done. So this is this might be the third one. Um, so uh, yeah, it's yeah. like I'm, I'm going to be on the 80 West, boys. Yeah, north of Fort Wayne. Yeah, that's as close as I'm getting to you. Yeah. I'm on that. Oh, it becomes the 70 at some point. Say, if, you're, if you're making the switch to 70, then you're you're going to be closer than that. Yeah, and then I'm on the 70 eventually, and then I'm on the 15. Oh, not the 15. 15 is jammed. It's totally going to be jammed. And box uh, oh. art on that Dinah is done by Jamie Sullivan, a friend of the program. So, so again, uh, be sure to check that out. They are most active on Facebook, so get all the details there. How did she manage to show off her back and her front at the same time? That's revolutionary. 
I mean, she's not showing off her front. She's just kind of looking over her shoulder. Mm. I mean, she's she's not doing a '90s X Men pose there. She's just she's she's she looks kind of human. She she worked for Image Comics in the early '90s. That's what I really want is a, is a cover with uh, two face two half faces making one head and a reflection in a sword blade. That would be incredible. That's what I want. <laughs> Can we please retire those two? Please. Oh, I still say that uh, Classified really fumbled the ball when they put Tomax and Zamot numbered af- one after the other. They really needed to put Stalker in between. <laughs> just, just to screw with me. Just to mess with me. <laughs> it would have been fantastic. This Dinah, though, is a, is a really smart pick, given I assume it's the Lady J body, right? I, I would think so, yeah. That's, that's, they're where, out there. Wherever, for, wherever for, they're going to find a whole bunch of spare Lady J bodies. Right, for two bucks, I think. Uh, other, than the, other than any local Walmart. Well, every, everybody out in the, the live chat is now talking about their height. Yeah, but it's uh, the internet. You're as tall as you want to be, right? Right, That's uh, which you know makes you wonder. But we're, we're, a, we're like a big podcast. I, I still say that you know, if it was just if it was us rumbling against the other Joe podcasts, we might take the championship because mm-hmm. we're we're a tall order, right? Like Mark yeah. is Mark is six foot eight. Uh, well, <laughs> sure. <laughs> so Mark Mark is like six three, and Rob and I are both six one. Joe Colton's checking in at five seven, mm-hmm. uh, five eight. I should, yeah, and, I'm and probably under, dirty. I'm probably undershooting it. Like I I called her five seven just now. She she got in the car and she's driving over here to punch me. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's, and let's not forget that Mike and I have the head of true seven footers. That's right. Right. So uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Rob. Same same deal. Rotting brain up here. So I, I, I have, have a, a I have a seven and three quarter Yankee hat that don't fit anymore. That's the story of my life because I like fitted caps and your guys too probably is seeing what I like reaching way in the back pulling yeah. it out. Nope. Yeah, seven looking, and a half. That's as far as we're going at this. Looking story. for that eight. Yeah, mm. Se- seven and seven eighths is where mine start. Like yeah. sometimes I can get a seven and seven eighths. Or I've never worn an eight. An eight would be too big for me. But I think Bruce Bochy wore an eight. Bruce, Bruce Bochy is an eight and a quarter. Oh, I know they, they said were... a full a six pack of beer fit, fit in his batting helmet. Yeah. And like, then I think he got traded one time, and they let him take his helmet with him. Yeah, and they, they just painted over it. Yeah, the <laughs> other team didn't have one. He called ahead, and he asked if the t- other team had had a, a helmet that size, and and it said no. And so he he went back to his original team. I think it was Houston, and, and said, uh, "Hey, can I just take this with me?" And they were like, "Sure, Boach. No one yeah. else wears that shit." Yeah, nobody no else, else is wearing that. You're a we need- we need the second yeah. baseman and the shortstop to fit in that head at the same time. It'll ruin Dickie Thon's great gazoo bit, but fine. <laughs> <laughs> like when, when I was playing little league, I had to make they had to make sure they always had an extra large helmet for the teams I was on. Like there was a little note in my file with the little <laughs> league people that make sure you got the big helmet. This two words. Two words of that. Huge noggin. But that headbutt, man, it's devastating. Yelling, man. Mm. I'm protected by my my lush head of hair. Yeah. Um, but um, look, man, if Mark, if the Samoan if, if, if the Samoan spike can get two runs as a finisher, surely someone with our craniums could use the headbutt. Right. Right. We could call it the big butt and everything. <laughs> I, I can't fathom why no one gave Boris Zukov 
didn't give him the headbutt as the mm. finisher because that guy looked like Charlie Brown in real life. That he did. <laughs> like Charlie Brown with an angry beard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> my buddy, my buddy from Eternal Baseball, Brodo, was a soccer prodigy and showed up as a ringer once for our indoor tournament. And he showed up coming from out of town wearing a legit Charlie Brown shirt. The full-on yellow shirt with the wavy line. <laughs> we'll pick that guy. Me. Yeah. And they and the other guys are like, "Who's this guy?" And we're like, "I don't know, but you're gonna find out, maybe." Anyways, that's Charlie pretty- Brown, four goals. I hated being on What's on Joe Mine. That brutal chest cut. Which guy was that eyeballing me? It's Dusty. Dusty. Is that Dusty? The traitor? Yeah, it's from that episode, yes. Mm. You know what I love about that? If you... You know, as they're just sitting there blinking and stuff, like it just it's just like a C Lab 2021 episode. It's just fantastic. <laughs> Remember, if you've got a show you want us to plug, send us to, to, to that email. Uh, what's on Joe Mine at gmail.com. Uh, my life is a swirling mess, so I can't promise you that we're going to get it on the show if you don't send it to the email. The email, I can keep everything straight. So uh, really remember any any important correspondence for the show, that's where you want to put it. I know we got all kinds of social media down below. By all means, follow that stuff. Do great. But when it comes to putting doing show prep, that email is where I'm looking first, first, second, third, and fourth. Uh, get it there. Uh, what's on Joe Mind at gmail.com. Uh, so uh, what do you say? It's uh, probably time for the news at this point, isn't it? All of it. All of it. All the news? Both of it. I have so many community calendar intros, I can't find my news button. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, do it And we're done with the news. It's the news. <laughs> First news item. Boop, boop, boop. We do have one. Creating G.I. Joe Volume 11 is funded. Uh, congratulations to author Dan Kligensmith uh, for getting yet another album of uh, G.I. Joe pre-production out. If you need more details on this, uh, make sure that you are, uh, if you're, or rather if you subscribe to this and you need more details, uh, make sure that you're accepting those emails from Kickstarter. Because uh, that's going to have all all the correspondence he he sends out. Uh, so congratulations, Dan, on on yet another uh, successful volume. Absolutely. Uh, as next far as, like longest running, this has got to be one of the longest running Kickstarter series in the whole community, right? Yeah, well, he didn't do the first few. I like. I, I think Kickstarter only he only started using Kickstarter as a, a means to get this done on like volume six or seven. Okay. So uh, even still, that's a good. I don't, I don't have these books, so unfortunately, I, I can't. Uh, I can't say speak to the specifics. Unfortunately, he's definitely one of the OGs, though, for fan, you know, funded kind of stuff. So salute. Yeah. Right. Right. Plus, he's in Arizona, I think. Oh, spoiler. Uh, Beta Ray Bob asked, no mention of Joe Fest on community calendar. Well, come on, man, it's April. Give us a. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it for eight months. I mean, Lord knows it's it's tough coming up with stuff to say for more than a month. We're well, waiting for waiting for our invite. 
right? Be nice. Some acknowledgement. I got invited once. It was cool. Yeah. So Joe Colton. That was, I actually got the, we were, I was on the same flight as Ron, right? First time I'd ever actually met him. Got to hang out with Ron and Virginia Rudat for a lot of that weekend. That was pretty cool. I was digging that. Uh, you know, what's on Joe mind? We, we only did, uh, we only did panels at like five Joe cons. So I don't know. I don't know why they think nobody's heard of us. Right. Let's know. go. Whatever. We'll, we'll hop on our motorbikes. We'll be down there in less than 41 hours. Less. <laughs> Considerably less. We'll go there on our way to Temecula. Right. It's a detour. We'll route through Temecula. Mm-hmm. But, uh, next up. Next news item. Sorry. Boop, 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 boop. I screwed up my own cue there. I'm sorry. I was muted. We got a week left on Legends of the Hidden Force. Uh, basically, through the weekend, you've got uh, to pledge on this one. Uh, goal is fifty thousand dollars. Last I saw this evening, uh, they were at thirty-three. So a little little work to do here. Uh, we uh, I got a feeling they'll get to that initial funding goal. But if we're looking at cool stretch goals, uh, start spreading the word. Um, we got some work to do here. Uh, plenty of details. If you go back and watch what's on Joe Mind two fifty-six. Uh, that's just a couple weeks ago. We had Darren, uh, who's the president and founder of Whiskey Jack Toys. Uh, we went all through every character on the, in that in that Kickstarter. Uh, we had a great old time with Darren uh, and answered a lot of questions. So if you've got uh, you need more details, that's a good spot. Or you can check it out on Kickstarter at Legends of the Hidden Force. And then get that purple guy, that gradient evil ninja with the throw punch dagger, dude. Yeah, like he's only in, he's in wave two, so he's not a he's not a tough get at this point. Come on now, get him. <laughs> it just occurred to me this is our 259th team stream, right? Yes. But the Eternal Baseball podcast is on like 74. Yes. I'm catching up. I'm gonna get you guys. No. Yeah, do the math. Yeah. Wait. I mean, our, no, our first... you know, this show's only weekly. I do the podcast every Sunday. <laughs> Let's see. It's going back on. You'll the... be there in no time. You're right in the rear view. You're right there. I'm coming for you. But uh, going going down the the old uh, the old pageroo here. I got. I I don't remember when the first team stream was. What what am I what am I looking for here? First live episode of What's on Joe Mind. Do, 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 also known as Independence Day for Mike because you got what five to fourteen hours of audio editing back out of his life. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was a lot. When we did uh, Virtual JoeCon, I mean that was that was uh, I'm proud of Virtual JoeCon. Make no mistake. Uh, we did six show. We released six shows in six days. Uh, we did a game show with with uh, with uh, 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 Brian Cummings and Morgan Lofting and and Zach uh, Hoffman. Uh, we did Jeopardy with them, and uh, that was that was the finisher. That was the the crowning crowning moment on on the Saturday of that week. And damn, that thing broke me. <laughs> but, uh, if you've never edited audio before, like long form audio, you have no idea, right? Yeah. Just Oh, yeah, it's um, we, we really it's one of the one of the moments where, where we, we owe Joe Colton 
the presence of this very program because she was really the one that had a plan for stepping up and and making the transition over to to YouTube as a weekly live stream. That was, mm-hmm. that's really a Joe Colton project. Um, we have reg as far as regular episodes go. Uh, the first live episode of of What's on Joe Mind was number one twenty four hmm. uh, on June twenty sixth of twenty twenty. So wait a minute, I'm even closer than I thought. That's right. So we've we've done over over a hundred and thirty of these in the last not quite two years, not quite three years. So that's, and that's, still that's less tough. overall work than probably one year of audio podcast oh my god oh my god yeah Yeah, it was it was plus i mean i mean look at us sex sells baby i know what half of you are here for that's true yeah sorry sorry ladies yeah they're here for they're here for clooney's boy that's it look at this oh i got a backup ring just in case but uh, uh, guess what, folks? That's the news. <laughs> Sting it! Thought Sting. I was joking, huh? Yeah that that's the news. That's that's all the news. That's the news. Uh, we do want to remind you that uh, we do have some upcoming news at some point very soon about Chunky Tank Kitty and his Meowler Tank, uh, brought to you by the G.I. Joe 3D Printing Podcast. Uh, catch them on Facebook. Uh, but first, let's, we'll take a quick, before we get to tonight's main event, uh, we're going to take a quick moment and recognize our fine sponsors at Kokomo Toys. We buy, sell, and trade vintage and modern toys. G.I. Joe, Star Wars, Transformers, Marvel, DC, and more. Located in beautiful downtown Kokomo, Indiana, we are open every Wednesday through Saturday from 12 to 5. It's a theme park of nostalgia. Join the thousands of people who have traveled from all over the Midwest for over a decade to buy and sell with us. Get your geek on. Uh, Matt Rubin asks, uh, wouldn't the pinch hit for, for Hood of Cobra Commander count from March 24th of 2020? Eh, kind of, not really. That was... That was I don't want to discount the effort that was put in there, but really that was that was me stepping in for Brian as, as a, a means of finding out if I could do this. Uh, and and it didn't involve Mark or Joe. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not so much a team stream at that point. It's just uh, Mike filling in in the host chair uh, for Brian. And, uh, you know, take, take that for whatever mileage you give it. But uh, Torpedo Mike does have a point. Uh, bleeping is bleeping funny. And it is. Mm-hmm. It is. That's why I can when I when we do pre-recorded episodes uh, that you know you guys don't watch, so I don't do that many of them. Uh, <laughs> but when we do pre-recorded episodes, I will still try and bleep something out, if for nothing else, so I can use the line "bleeping is bleeping funny." Mm-hmm. Uh, Mad Ruben, I remember watching it. I don't remember the content. So, anyways, uh, we're going to get into tonight's main event, and that is Mail Call Live. Uh, and we are going to answer these three questions from our you, our viewers. If you have any questions that come to you, you know, a great way to get those noticed would be with uh, a super chat, which is active for this episode. That's right. Uh, so first up, hey guys, 
assuming Skybound slash Image uh, has the Hasbro license, the earliest they will be out is now July. Image just released their June solicits, and this is I got this a couple weeks ago. And obviously nothing was announced. Sure hope they know what they're doing. Number 300, that's G.I. Joe number 300, came out back in November. Uh, love and hugs, Brad Glenn. So no question here, but uh, time, Rob, you're our comics guy. What do you think about all this? Um, I understand wanting a little bit of dust to clear from the end of IDW to, uh, you know, to whoever gets the license. But you would think that something would have been announced by now, don't you? Right. At least, at least a date where we know things were picking back up. Yeah. Um. I mean, to to paraphrase earlier in the episode, we know he shot. Show us damned Batman, mm-hmm. right? Uh, mm-hmm. we, we just just let us off the hook on something. Let us know who the publisher is, even if you even if you don't give us a date on the release. How about the name of a publisher? That right. would be good. Get yourself in the news. Well, and and I understand, you know, he's Larry Hammer, but. He's already talking openly on Facebook about it. just finished pencil the basic pencils of three hundred two. Right, I mean, he's, right? like I believe he is scripting three hundred five. Yeah, Diana so, Davis could probably correct that if I'm wrong, but like the buffer is built, guys. Come on. So I imagine someone's paying him to do that. Right, only just, Diana Davis knows. I mean, Larry can do what Larry's going to do, but I think the reason Larry's doing what Larry's doing. Is just pro- there probably there isn't a real you know tight control over this ship about when they're going to announce whatever. Right. And well, so, I mean, whatever Larry's doing, he's not the one who's in charge of you know releasing the information as no, far as when these issues are going to press. No, no but if if this was if they were if they were screwed down, right, they would have talked to everybody and said, "Okay, radio silence. We're going to have our big reveal at you know." Right. Right. Joe Fest or whatever. I mean, at this, point, at this point, you know, they're probably you're looking at them possibly waiting for San Diego Comic Con, which is the end of July. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, figure six pack says, did Carl Malone deliver the mail for the mail call? No. No, sad no. story. John Stockton went insane. So yeah, and Carl Malone was already insane. So we we don't need him. We did get Cliff Clavin. Right. 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 Hey, got, I don't know if you know that the uh, ancient Sumerians were actually um, uh, postal worshippers. Yeah, we had Cliff Clavin. We had um, we had Willie Lumpkin. Uh, we've had I, I, for a Newman. while. Or, yeah, Newman. I tried to put famous mailmen on our mail call episodes uh, back when they were normally part of the the rotation, and I just ran out pretty quick. So, I mean, really, I think the only one we're missing is like Dagwood Bumstead flooring his mailman on the way out the door. Yeah, the Herb. I, I forget yeah. Herb's last name, but. I don't, I don't want to go Dagwood. He's kind of weird looking. He is. But he makes a mean sandwich. Was he a postman? No, he wasn't. But one of his one of the bits in that strip was always he would be running to work late and he would just slam into the mailman on his way out the door. And, and How late was he? The mail gets delivered here at like 3 p.m. Right? Uh, <sighs> talking about Schiffer's layabout. Schiffer's layabout. Dagwood. Yeah. Well, now you know why Mr. Dithers was always upset with him. Right. I don't know what Blondie right. saw in him. Right. But, uh, yeah, so we're with you, Brad. I know this, is, this isn't this is so much a question as an expressing of frustrations, but we're there with you. 
We, we'd like to know too. And yeah, probably, probably San Diego at this point, isn't it? Hope, hopefully, uh, they slip and maybe solicit something before they should. Uh, Diana adds in there, I mean, Yojo June followed by San Diego Comic-Con. That sort of makes sense, but that's my conjecture. Yeah, we get you. It's just, as as the letter says, 300 is back in November. You can at least tell us who's going to publish it. You know what else makes sense? Not right. giving an officer helmet to a trooper. <laughs> and keeping your AK-47 and your dragon of rifle straight. Oh. Not putting lipstick on Falcon. Just saying. Well, I mean, that's, that three and three-quarter grunt figure in the retro line got got some pouty lips so maybe they were running on momentum there they're less pouty at the smaller scale though. yeah <laughs> grunt looks like less of a hussy yeah anyways <laughs> less of a hussy. as david andrew says uh, the mailman was dagwood's neighbor and where i live my mail usually comes in about 10 30 a.m so oh. look i've been i've lived in places where the mail came really really early so I don't, I don't know. I remember as a kid waiting for major blood and other mail-in figures. And on days where we had no mail to go out, I would still put the flag up at the end of the driveway just so I'd know whether the mailman had come or not. I bet he hated that. Probably. I bet he hated that kid. Whatever. I mean, young you was, was kind of a dick, Mark. No, I was good. Like Tim, Tim Roberts. Mailman's name. Tim Roberts Tim would Roberts argue. Senior. Yeah. Roberts gave a different different review of your behavior at the time. I suppose that's true. I was good to most people. There were a couple. Anyways, next letter. Spider-Gwen! What? Oh, I just articulated Chad reference Spider-Gwen, and I got so excited. Man, tell me when you went to reference something in the live chat. I'm sorry. I just I, it, was the, it was an instant reaction, right? So points. Uh, San Diego crowd cares more about Final Fantasy and Spider Gwen. Yeah, they kind of do. Um, like I said, we're we're all on the same page with this. Give us something at this point. It's been almost six months. I just I'm sorry, yeah, that I went squee live on that. But Spider Gwen's my favorite, completely unnecessary, creatively bankrupt Spider Man ripoff character. <laughs> By are far. You, are you accusing Marvel of just cashing the check? Jesus. Imagine having that sandbox to play in and just go, go, we'll make a different, we'll make a bunch of Spider-Man. It'll be great. That comic editing is a lost art. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know uh, the big two have done an awful lot of continuity restarts, but man, Marvel needs a continuity restart. <laughs> as long as they keep every goddamn Spider-Man. Look, I'm even okay with more than one, but Let's let's rein it in a little bit, right? Just maybe they should have as many. Well, they got a couple Wolverines, right? Get all them Wolverines out like there in, too. In the last ten years, we've had, uh, and this is this is uh, this is like Miles Morales is beyond ten years old, so he's not included in this. But in the last ten years, there's been a good seven or eight major Spider-Man type characters introduced. Like I, I get Miles, right? I, I understand that. Like they had a whole other universe. And then Ooh. that that kind of fell apart, and and Miles is here now, so okay, sure, fine, why not? Uh, but uh, wow, it just let's let's just keep milking that cow. How many Spider Men did they have up through like two thousand three? 
a few. Really? But like the clone one, right? There was a clone. There was a clone one. There was uh there was future timeline twenty Spider Man twenty ninety nine, uh Mr. Miguel O'Hara. But he was in the future. Yeah, specifically. And the clone, and the clone was dead. So I don't yeah. have any. Pro- I don't have any problem with like we're way in the future. Okay, and there's a different guy. Okay, but the idea that you might have a whole bunch of them sitting around pointing at each other or playing pinochle, like <laughs> just dumb. It's it's stretched a little thin. Like I'm I'm not as I'm not as throw out the multiple you know universe idea. Because again, I I grew up reading DC comics, so just J Justice League, Justice Society team ups were my jam. So uh, the whole separate universe thing is okay for me. But let's let's slow that roll, please, a little bit. Anyways, anyways, uh, Jeff Butler says uh, it's Joe Colton's baby that will arrive to reveal the publisher. And you don't know how hard we had to work to get that stunt pulled off, right? It's a lot of that was a big licensing fee, but the new Jejo comic brought I mean, to you by Publishing. If, if you think we spoiled, you know, uh, the reveals, the classified reveals, well, just wait till you see this. Right. Boy, that's um. We'll have some. I will have more questions for the wrist lock at that point than anybody else. Yeah. The point. Anyways, moving on. Uh, hey, what's on Joe Mind Crew? I just finished watching The Peacemaker and noticed a few G.I. Joe references and thought to myself, James Gunn must be a fan, or he could have made a good G.I. Joe movie or series. Indubitably, Daniel Rodriguez. Uh, James Gunn's a, a good filmmaker. I, I have no doubt that he could have made at least a serviceable G.I. Joe movie. He made a good Peacemaker series, for God's sake. Right, he could right. probably make a good G.I. Joe series. <laughs> but now now here's where here's where I will split hairs. Um in, in that most of James Gunn's superhero work has, there's there's a lot of inherent goofiness in all of it, right? Mm-hmm. Between Guardians of the Galaxy and Peacemaker, and it works in those properties. Yeah. These are obscure superhero properties. Uh, I'm not saying that G.I. Joe has been a, pro- a property that has been devoid of humor, right? Because it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's shipwreck on the cartoons or sarcastic banter in the comic books, like it, there, there's funny stuff to be found. Uh, but it's not that kind of humor. Yeah. Uh, it's more of a, it, it's like the humor in GI Joe is a little bit more cynical by nature, even, even on the Sunbow cartoons. Um, it's, it's normal guys encountering fantastic situations and being like, well, here we go again. Mm-hmm. So um, I, like, I, I think if, if he captured that tone, I think he could do it very well, but I, I have a feeling that James Gunn, dealing with fantastic situations as would be encountered with GI Joe uh, and their arch enemy, you know, the horde of supervillains known as Cobra. I, I, that would be my only misgiving on that. I like, I I don't need a silly GI Joe. Mm -mm. Totally. And James Gunn's really good at that one tone. Right. Right. And that, and that's fine. That's not an indictment of him. Right. I wish I was that profitably right. good I, at any I, one thing, right? I loved Peacemaker. I yeah. loved the first two Guardian movies. I loved his Suicide Squad. Seriously, mad props. But that's my one misgiving about that potential pair. Yeah. Well, I, I imagine we'll see what he does with Superman. Yeah, what if you hired him to run your whole universe? What would that be like? Uh, it'd be better than Zack Snyder. Probably true. 
I got to say, though, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go out there. I dug Sucker Punch. Most people hate it. I dug that flick. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Sean, Sean Russell says, couldn't be worse than Steak Eyes. And that's low uh, bar. Clearing a low bar, my friend. Clear low, low bar. You, you say that now. It could be worse than Steak <laughs> It's funny because the Snake Eyes movie, you know, it's kind of like uh, uh, the episode one of Star Wars where people are like, it was like episode one. And everybody just laughs at how garbage it was. And then they're like, you know what? If you actually dig into it, young young uh, Obi-Wan's pretty awesome, right? Qui-Gon, pretty good. Darth Maul, fantastic. Best saber fight ever. And the rest of it, yeah, kind of, kind of butt. But same thing with the Snake Eyes movie, right? Oh, God, that Snake Eyes movie. Dude, Storm Shadow was fantastic. Right. For, movie, for, right? for all we complain about the Snake Eyes movie, and it is worthy of complaint. I don't want to yeah. say, I don't, I don't want to act like we're coming off light on it. But, you know, in the end, when we were handing out letter grades back when that movie came out, like, I went kind of light because I recognized that they got a lot of things right in that movie. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as characters went, the only one they got wrong was Snake Eyes. Right. It's easy to just remember the stink of it. But Scarlet, I mean, they didn't have a lot of screen time. But Scarlet, not bad at all. Baroness, Baroness not bad. Storm Shadow was great. Storm Shadow uh, was fantastic. Right. Akiko was useful. Yeah, and didn't die, didn't which die. was the, the biggest twist ever. Right. Like, so there was a lot of stuff that was good in Snake I, Eyes. Just unfortunately, Snake Eyes wasn't good yeah. in Snake Eyes. And that and that's not an indictment of, of the star. He was mm -hmm. only given he was given, you know, given the role. It was just a it, Snake Eyes was more a bad movie in a technical sense than a bad movie in an acted sense. It was yeah. just a complete I, I don't even want to say misunderstanding. They just felt they could change what made him the soul of a real American hero, right. at least on the Joe side. It's a lack of respect for the property as a whole to yeah. understand that you have to take the core of it, the heart of it, seriously. Yeah. Um, Sean Russell oh, adds uh, with another uh, very generous <laughs> uh, uh, super chat. Episode one looks Oscar worthy after seeing The Last Jedi. Yeah. Sort of. Okay, episode one's all right. I, I think Last Jedi is better than uh, Rise of Skywalker. I'm trying to remember the order. Is that I don't, I don't is, remember either. I don't care. Last Last Jedi was eight? Uh, number eight. Yeah, nine, eight and nine are both bad. Seven was like seven was great, but I liked it better when they called it A New Hope. Oh. <laughs> Everybody hated seven because it was the same as as er, what they'd done before. Everybody hated eight because it was different from what they did before. Right. And everybody hated nine because it was the same as what they did before. I give up trying to go along with the crowd on Star Wars. Yeah. I don't care anymore. They don't know what they want. I'm tired of them. I'm out. The best bit, I was working at Hasbro when the trailer, the first trailer for episode seven dropped. And all Hasbro set up weird. There aren't very many uh, cubicles or even rooms with ceilings. Almost everything is open air vertically. And so you would hear the trailer going off all day long because people watched it three, four, five times, right? So, and it was such a good trailer with the payoff line of, of Ford saying, Chewie, we're home. And you yeah. would hear people just erupt, right? Just either clap or just go Rah! all day long, over and over and over again, right? So good. That and one day someone hit reply all on like a procedural email that went to everybody. 
Oh. And it just kept getting replied to everybody all day. And then people would write back to it and go, stop replying all. And that would go to everybody. And it couldn't be stopped. It went all day. It was phenomenal. Every, all day. Boom. Yes. Another one. So, yeah, that, that's our thinking there. So, yeah, he'd probably do one that's no worse than what's already been made. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, whatever. I don't know if it would be good. Great. I, like, I think, like, putting James Gunn on a G.I. Joe product immediately puts your expectations pretty high. And I don't know if it would meet those. So that that's that's the blanket statement we'll throw on that one. Next letter. Uh, hi, Mike and everyone on the show. I like, I like his priorities. Mm-hmm. Uh, not sure if I've ever emailed you from this address before, but I might have in the past. I really like the show and your passion for collecting G.I. Joe. It's a fun hobby, brings back all the wonderful memories from the past. I'm glad for Mike having this passion and bringing these wonderful friends onto his show every week to chill out and have fun talking about their hobby. Uh, Mark seems to be really a great guy and absolutely love his humor. Uh, isn't that great, Mark? You're like the guy with the best pedigree on any G.I. Joe podcast, and you're just the funny guy. That's right. I'm the goof. <laughs> What in typically in Hollywood, the redhead is like the sidekick or the goofy right. guy. So I'll be the Ralph. I'll be the Ralph Mouth. It's fine. <laughs> the Ralph Mouth. The Ron Weasley. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Joe, hey, Ron, we- Ron Weasley got the girl. He did. Just saying. Uh, Joe Colton, love her passion and her cos for cosplay and hoarding every Red Ninja she comes across. She's the secret or classified leader of the Red Ninja clan. Uh, and the guests of the show are, of course, are really cool too. Uh, screw you, Racktime Rob. What Apparently. The-, uh, <laughs> the guys who spend time doing the Kickstarters to improve people's collections and Hood of Cobra Commander, also a fan of his channel as well. Also like when you guys just show off what figures you got recently. If you're an opener, review them on the spot live. I'd really like to see Joe Colton do that with you guys too. You just don't see uh, women reviewing G.I. Joes and seeing that could bring a whole new fan base. LOL. You know, we'd like to do that with Joe Colton. But she's having a baby. Yeah. Um, getting her to plug the damn show is is difficult enough. Yeah. Plug the damn baby for God's sake. Right? Well, unplug the. And oh, anyway, good point. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I've listened to your show off and on for at least a few years, and watched the show several times on YouTube after Classifieds came out. Haven't seen or heard every single show, mostly because I do used to do three podcasts myself. Uh, none about GI Joe, sadly, because I couldn't find anyone who really had a passion for it. And wasn't embarrassed to do a live stream, dot, 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 or even audio podcast about Joe. Why would you be embarrassed about that? You're doing a podcast, for Christ's sake. That's embarrassing enough on its own. (laughs) Doing one about G.I. Joe adds no level of embarrassment. Um, Your audience is is looking for you when you do podcasts. There's no shame to be had. Uh, I would almost always be recording the same night as you were live streaming, mostly Tuesday, Thursday, and some other weekend days as well. But I'm currently not doing those for the time being. <gasps> Just one Tuesday a month, I participate in my friend's stream and normally every Sunday. So as far as the ideas, and I edited some questions out because we answered them uh, back when we answered the did the the, the post-Hasbro Pulse show on 254. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's your favorite figure so far this year that you own? Uh, and he gives he coaches us up to say, everyone say Ricondo at the same time make Joe Colton go crazy. Uh, and what is the deal with Ricondo anyway? I hear you mention him as a joke all the time. I have absolutely no clue whatsoever why. What's the deal with Colton and Ricondo? 
Have a good one. Can't wait for the next stream. See you later, Yo Joe. Admiral Akbar, 1983. So um, that is the first question that Diana Davis has. Uh, he wants to see Joe open the other hosts up, which <laughs> that's you know, why we don't let her play with knives. Right. Uh, that is that is something that we have contracted to her for our autopsies, but she is not allowed to kill us. So that's hey, look, important. all I know is that according to this letter, I'm safe. Right. Again, as as part of your what's on Joe Mine contract, Joe Colton gets to do the autopsy, but you got She's not allowed to kill you. Um, Bart says that Mark is the eye candy. That is true. Goddamn right. <laughs> Again, clearing a low bar there, pal. Right, a low bar. Leave you smoky uh, eye. The 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 story with Joe Colton and Ricondo, uh, There was notably a a cosplayer that made the rounds for a couple of years and, and was, was pretty prevalent in her area that used to dress as Ricondo. He was an excellent cosplayer, uh, but apparently a giant creep. And we got to meet him one year at, at JoCon, and this was was this can confirm uh, he was a weird dude. Um, and so that's why Joe Colton has this just kind of knee-jerk distaste <laughs> for Ricondo. Like that's that's the level of experience that she had to deal with, with this, this individual. And so we don't really be We tease her about it, but we don't begrudge her. We get it. I've, I've met yeah. the guy. Uh, I think Rob met the guy. He was, he was, he was a piece of work. Yep. I haven't met him yet, but That's the odds he, are. <laughs> he, he, by the time you were at Joe cons, Mark, he had started to disappear. Okay. So he, he had kind of, he decided that, um, you know, being, being a big creep, to the the ladies in the Joe community was no longer uh, profitable at JoeCon, I guess. So, so uh, I would go creep at the He Man convention or something. Right, right. Hey, Evil Lynn, what's up? Yeah. Hey. So that's the guy who put the dough in Ricondo. Yeah, yeah. That that's that's the whole core of the Ricondo joke. Uh, and of course, when you're when you're that creepy in person, I mean that that pretty well means we get to make fun of you. Uh, mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, Sean Russell is here for you, Rob. Thank you, Sean. And thank you again for the, live, the Super Chat. Remember, you got a question that you want answered. This is the time. Uh, start Super Chatting, folks. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Diana Davis sums it up well. He's unique in a get-away-from-me kind of way. Um, <laughs> Ricondo, not me. Ricondo. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, uh, Mark Weber is, is uh, he's our beacon mm. of, uh, of alabaster knowledge. <laughs> And my first joke on ever as a fan was when I was working for Hasbro. And when I walked into the dinner, I think Daryl didn't go to it or he was already sitting with the, the 12 inch GI Joe guys. Cause that's really his tribe. So all of a sudden I'm there and I don't know anybody really not much. And Diana spotted me and said, Mark, do you have a seat? And I'm like, I don't have a plan. And she's like, open seat right here. Sat at her table. So. Never forgot that. Gave a, gave a lost, wandering albino <laughs> somewhere to sit. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff Butler says, hopefully, uh, Ricardo doesn't use the name Admiral Ackbar. <laughs> um, but uh, Quiet Science, thank you for the, the super chat, sir. Uh, everyone loves Spaceballs. It's the best Star Wars movie. <laughs> and that's that's true. And that's, that's the last of our planned letters. So, again, uh, we are talking to the audience. And as you know, that bit is... Always death. <laughs> Talk we to should, the audience. Uh. We should we should uh, answer Absorb Vid's question because he provides us with some killer content. But right, also, right. 
Right. Absorbvids is is the guy who's behind all of the weirdo community calendar intros that I love so well. Uh, why is the 405 always, Tim? What's that from? It's not always the 405. Sometimes if you take Fountain over to Rodeo to Alhambra and take that all the way up, yeah. you'll be okay. Uh, it's a it's an SNL sketch called the Californians or the Californians that they ran Californians. for. Like, but they were, they were smart with it. They'd run like one a year over like a five year span, so it never got old because it's only one joke, really. Yeah, and it's just well, it was a, a couple stick. of jokes. Yeah, yeah. it's a couple, but say, like that was from the the Bill Hader, Kristen Wiig, uh, Fred Armisen years. So a lot of a lot of what I like to refer to as professional weird guys. <laughs> uh, and so one of the bits was always complaining about traffic the way Los Angelenos like to do. Uh, one of the other ones was staring at the camera with over-the-top shocked faces. Right. The telenovela kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So uh, there, there's the lots, soap of, opera. lots of good stuff in the Californians. Yeah. So uh, you, YouTube it up. That's what we're that's what we're making for. They they uh the SNL page does have a supercut of every Californian skit. So oh, yeah. there you go. Like like they it's it's a favorite of Mark and a favorite of Rob. It's <laughs> not quite on my top ten list, but there's Oh, I, I cannot get enough of just the sheer because at some point Fred Armisen is gonna break Bill Hader. Yeah. In, in, that's, just, that's the goal. And hater hater breaking is awesome. Whereas, uh, like Jimmy Fallon broke every sketch. Jimmy Fallon broke with, "Hey Jimmy, how you doing?" Um, You know, Bill Bill Hader is a funny person and a talented actor. Uh, So when he breaks, it's something. Uh, Jimmy Fallon is a hack. Yeah. When he breaks, it's nothing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Josiah Alcorn asks, uh, "How are we pronouncing Andrew Galgan this week?" And I think that answers itself. There it is. Yeah. uh, Thank you again for the, the super chat, sir. Uh, Diana Davis notes that there is always a seat at my table for cool people. Uh, or, I mean, if you're at a joke on people who think they're cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Until they wake up and realize I've been at a joke on. <laughs> yeah, people like, uh, actually, Sean has got a really good point there, right? Uh, Diana, I'm sitting at your table at the next joke on. I'm almost as transparent as Mark. Yeah, people people are drawn to me because I make them look tanner. That's true. So, yeah, so it's it's pretty good. Uh, I mean, sitting next to Mark on this panel for two years now, I have been mistaken as an African American. That's so, it. Like that is how that is how how white Mark is. That's just that's the way it works. And I don't give it, get enough credit for surviving in Arizona for fifteen years. Right? You think that was easy? Good lord. But anyways, for this year, he did have a question that we can answer. What what's the what do you think is the best classified figure from 2023 so far well it's funny because i'm an i'm an opener always have been but because i don't have the display room for him now and i know you know we're eventually we're going to move we won't be in this house forever i haven't opened a lot of my joe stuff over the last decade or so so for this whole year the only one i opened was the super seven bat because i wanted to see what their toys were like right and it's it's a great toy. Yeah. So by by default, this is my favorite one that I've opened. This is the one you've opened. That's the only one I've opened. And that's a sad statement because I'm not I'm not that kind of collector. I want them all open, but haven't been able to do it. So this is my guy. Of of the ones I haven't opened yet, the actual not tire force, the actual outback 
That's a badass figure. Yeah, I'm digging that figure, but I haven't opened it yet, so I can't really judge. Look, look at all the redness and the whiteness. Yeah, I I opened even less than Mark has as far as 2023 stuff goes, so I, I'm going to punt on that question too. But Racktime Rob's an opener who opens, so I think here is our expert. Mm -hmm. Our our uh, he's not our comic book show expert because we don't have one of those right now. Mm -mm. We don't have a comic book. So, uh, but yeah. Uh, well, you know what? Um, not to spoil, because uh, uh, you know, <laughs> for what we got in, but uh, I was lucky enough to get basically these figures with the good paint apps on their faces. So, CoverGirl <laughs> is top notch. All right, all right, and uh, I mean, then I would have to go out back. Crimson Mask. And then I think I might be going Recondo, Tiger Force Recondo. Right. Tiger Force, though, man. You got to deduct a grade. Look, we've had like seven figures come out so far this month. You know, it's not a lot to choose from. Right. <laughs> Tiger Force Recondo is pretty cool, though. Like, yeah, well, at, at least it kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. For for a jungle guy. Yeah. yeah. Like, Recondo and Outback are top of the Tiger Force line. Like, yeah. everybody else falls in behind them. That's the Cornette well, I mean, the line. The Tiger though, Force right? Duke is not bad. I mean, it's like yeah. being the nicest guy in prison. Yeah, uh, I, I, like I did get this guy also. Which one is that? That's the one that came with the white timber. Okay. That's, uh, Why's it got to be a white timber? That's racist, yo. Josiah Alcorn asked us to SNL skits, uh, space pants versus Robo Chino versus Kylo Ren at med medieval times. I don't know what any of those are. You don't know space pants? No. Oh my god! It was uh, it was like a gangster thing in a like a Holiday Inn lounge, and they're sitting around a table talking about business and territory, and then out comes I'm, I I for, I'll forget his name. Is it Ray Dinklage, who's the guy from Game of Thrones? The Peter Thor? Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. He comes out wearing like a wig and like bright shiny silver pants, and he starts singing about his space pants oh, as I the lounge act. I do remember that, and that right, I gotta look that one up. That so, was funny. It, and I just remember the one line where he goes, "Have you seen my pants? No, you missed them. My pants are covered by the solar system. Space pants. You're like, what the? F yeah, like it was. Yeah. It, it was funny. It, I can't say that it's one of those all timers to me. It's yeah. a little too weird for that. The overall oh. sketch is not that good, but when he comes out singing "Space Pants," yeah, he, he, he's selling it. Yeah, yeah, he's selling it. He, here's, he went for it. Here's your homework, all of you, if you like SNL at all. One of my favorite sketches ever ran at like twelve fifty-five one night. You know, it was what they put on because they either wasn't going to go on and the show was running fast, or they're like, "What's the shortest sketch that can fill this five-minute thing?" It's called the Potato Chip. And it's so good. And it has the uh, the guy as, oh, shoot. Who's the guy on uh, Ted Lasso now? Um, Jason Sudeikis. Sudeikis is basically playing Colonel Sanders trying to uh, get an interview to be an astronaut from NASA. And the guy interviewing him has a bowl of potato chips on his desk between them that he very clearly states, please do not eat any of my potato chips because I am a super hungry. 
it shouldn't be funny and it's so good but it was also buoyed by the fact that it was on at 12 55 at night right right so, it's like that's a it's a sketch where the only thing hanging it on is that he's talking in an outrageous colonel sanders accent yeah like that's yeah. the whole thing yeah it's it, so good. Yeah, it, I don't know why that one works, but it works. Yeah, and if you haven't if you haven't seen it, uh, and you're gonna see it, uh, mute me for ten seconds, because the thing that killed me is at the end when it falls apart, and he goes, "This did not go as I expected," so I will take my hemorrhoid donut <laughs> and bid you adieu. <laughs> Gets up, collects his hemorrhoid donut. And, and off he goes. Yeah. But uh, I, I would have to say out of the three of those, uh, Space Pants is eh. Uh, Robo Chino, I don't know. Kylo Ren at Medieval Times, is some. that's some funny stuff. I don't think I've seen any of those three. Really? I've seen I, Kylo Ren on, you know, Undercover Boss. but That's the one I like. That's yeah. that's excellent. But uh, Kylo Ren at Medieval Times is is pretty good. So I would have to give the nod there. Okay. Uh, oh. Sean, Sean Russell, thank you again, sir. Mark, it's great because we don't need x-rays. <laughs> the doctor can just pull out a flashlight and see if anything's broken. Right. And that is, of course, in reference to your extremely uh, death-like pallor. Right. When I finally go completely bald, which is probably like three years out, um, <laughs> Get, people, will be able to, to check. people will be able to tell when I'm lying just by the way the veins in my head pulse. That won't be any fun. Take off the hat, Mark. Give us a check. No, because I got the hat hair. I'm not doing that live. You don't have enough hair for hat hair. That oh, it's cold. I can brush it forward. I'm still in the game. <laughs> My dad was bald at 24, so I'm not. I'm beating the odds. But once in a while, because I my hair is actually curly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My hair is actually curly, and I've been fighting that my whole goddamn life. Oh, so tonight, tonight I had like a ski jump in front that just would not be tamed. So fine. You get yeah. the hat. You they had the Conan O'Brien. You had the tin tin going. So I couldn't fix. I couldn't fix it. <laughs> Could not fix it. Like the, uh, like the front of a toboggan. Kudos to Tim Peterson uh, for giving a shout out to what's up with that. Uh, oh um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is, uh, if that comes up in my YouTube feed, I'm watching them. But yeah. it's still the best bit is Sudeikis, right? As in the fans. red jumpsuit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. one time he came out as John Stockton in the little shorts <laughs> and was just dancing like a maniac on, on the edge of the sketch. It's fantastic. It's a, it's a sketch that I think they did nine times. And then one more time when they were doing the, the, the home episodes, they did a what's up with that on, <laughs> on Zoom, which was pretty funny, actually. Um, so, yeah, that was that's one of my all-time favorites. What's up with that is... <laughs> All timer, no question. When he would have like, I think there was one where he had Morgan Freeman on, and he oh, never yeah. got to say a word. No, <laughs> got to oh, say less than Lindsey Buckingham. No, Morgan Freeman spoke. I think he was there with Ernest Borgnine. Yes, there you go. Morgan Freeman, Ernest Borgnine, and of course Lindsey Buckingham. Uh, trivia question: Who once served Ernest Borgnine a club sandwich at Sherry's Restaurant in Bend, Oregon? Bam. All right. All right. Yeah. Ernest Borgnine, star of Super Trooper. Oh yeah, not Super Troopers. Super Trooper. Super Trooper. Yes. No, Super Scooper. Super not to be confused with Super Super Fuzz. Different movie. Right. Super yeah. Scooper. Oh wow! Terrible movie. 
Wow. Oof. Anyways, uh, that's that's what ha- Ernest Borgnine was a professional. He cashed the check, damn it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Josiah Alcorn uh, says Robo uh, Como was the rock episode. I, I I remember the first one, uh, but I don't remember most of the other rock. Episodes. That first one with the rock was fantastic, and he hasn't quite lived up to that since. So I, I was, not to remember them. Wasn't that the one where he played Mr. Peeper's dad? Yes. Yes. I loved it. I loved Mr. Peeper. Peeper's dad. He was uh, the human nicotine patch. <laughs> and that, like, if you hadn't got the urge to smoke, you would kick the crap out of you. Right. What was the, there was one where he did a, a wrestling bit where it was the promo war that went too far. Yeah, that one was good. That, that was, was a little really, later on. That, that was, was really good. good. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, don't forget, don't forget the, uh, uh, you know, the rap one. And yeah. Oh my God. Rap battle. King Keith. It, where they, yeah. The, the, the two live money crew just, yeah. Skiffle stays. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <Box> too deep. <laughs> Our crew runs deep. Maybe too deep. Maybe too deep. I don't know. Uh, another a Kathleen great, Bell. A, a great Catherine Bell. A great uh, a great Keenan Thompson sketch. If there ever was one, yeah. Check out uh, check out rap battle SNL rap battle. If, if oh. you to check that one out. I owe Keenan Thompson an apology because when he showed up as a new cast member. I went, this guy, oh. It's on Good Burger, man. What do you want? Dude, he was, he's was he been fantastic for what, 15 years maybe? Uh, longer than anybody. He yeah. has Oof. been on the show. I believe this is season 22 for him. He's so good. But he's he's been doing sketch comedy since he was 13 years old. He's so good. Yeah, he's, he's incredible. Born to do this. So anyways, uh, as we have gotten no questions... Uh, from Super Chat tonight. Why don't we go ahead and, and let's start pulling this one into the station a little early or get your kids out so you can still play in the yard until the street lights come on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what we get in, Rack Time Rob? Well, spoilers. But I got mm-hmm. two crimson bats. Hey! I'll trade you a Slaughter's Marauder's barbecue for one of them. No. No. <laughs> And Falcon, I have to say, if you get a Falcon with the uh, with the paint apps in the correct spots on the face, doesn't look that bad. Mm. And uh, it, it, back. yeah, it's not a great sculpt on Falcon, but I think the I think yeah. histrionics online have made it worse than what it actually is. I haven't and, seen uh, one live. Cover girl. Yeah, she looks great. Pushes her red hair. So. People are upset about CoverGirl too, and I don't understand that. So hmm. yeah, I don't get that either. Um, I, I mean, I have seen some where basically people have been posting, and the paint apps are like, you know, way off. But yeah, sure. no, I mean, on all of them, mine are good, and I've heard there might be like problem with the right elbow on CoverGirl. And yeah, no, my right elbow is good. So that I have seen, I have seen. Yeah, know, right arm issue. Is it? This, I, I got lucky. It... I don't have any uh, QC control issues on. Uh, is the right yeah. elbow misbuilt or something, or too loose, or something with I think the loose. swivel joint? Something with the swivel joint. Mm. Yeah. So it's it's not the elbow; it's the bicep swivel. I heard this whole wave has like gigantic, uh, uh, weird cuts right across the torso. I don't know what that's all about. Looks terrible. <laughs> Actually, the bats look good. <laughs> so, uh, what else you got, Rack Time Rob? Ah, uh, I think that's it. All right. Mark Weber. Yeah. Where'd you get in? 
mine was simple and it, I wasn't planning to get it, but I don't collect a whole lot of transformers, even though I still dig the transformers. And I think by and large, the, the hazard transformers team has done a really good job uh, over the last couple of years, but I'm a sucker for their masterpiece figures and to try to limit it. So it doesn't break me in half because they're right. really expensive is I'm just trying to collect the, uh, the first year guys, just the first year guys. And so I've got, most of well, a lot of what they are uh they've released but i'm a little shy on decepticons and this came up on a one day sale at big bad toy store so thundercracker Ooh. all right welcome uh welcome to the family I haven't even opened them yet but. the second version that's uh the, like the first version wasn't bad mm -hmm. uh but but it got a little like the arms got a little rickety they wore out kind of quick so yeah I'm sure they fixed that and the fuselage from the legs kind of broke off like sword scabbards, kind of, which were, it was a little much. So I have both versions of Skywarp because Skywarp's my guy, but I don't need both. And I didn't have any of the other Seekers. So now I've got Thundercracker to go with Megatron, to go with Skywarp, but I'll still need Starscream, for God, Soundwave and all his uh, cassettes. And I may blur the line and let Shockwave in. Because he was kind of a tweener. Hey, he was on season one of the cartoon. So no yeah, way. and story-wise, cartoon-wise, he was in pretty early. And they're way outnumbered <laughs> yeah. by the initial wave of Autobots. They're all bigger, other than Optimus, maybe. But yeah, uh, yeah. So anyway, that that's all I got in. But it was a big one. Wasn't expecting to drop that coin this week, but uh, Big Bad Toy Store keeps having these one-day sales on kind of random stuff, and bam, there it was. And I'm like, I'm in. And it's not it's because it's a big item. You can't add it to your pile of loot. So you have to get it shipped right away. So just like that, four days later, I got my Thundercracker. There you go. Former member of the G.I. Joe team. So loose tie. I thought that was Skywarp. Yeah, Skywarp. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah you're right. Skywarp. That's right. Who's my guy? Because you couldn't teleport anymore. Th Thundercracker became a screenwriter. Thundercracker was the one writing the 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 girlfriend's story. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little weird. And he had a dog, which was okay. I'm yeah. all right. I'm all right with with. Look, man, if you're gonna if you're gonna spend all your time on a different planet, you're gonna acclimate to that planet a little bit, right? I suppose you, know? you probably found out what a pain in the ass dogs are. <laughs> I mean, Mark, your your experience with dogs is um... unconventional. Non traditional, perhaps? I, I dare say below average. Yeah. <laughs> not, not to uh, not to come down too hard on poor Emma. It's just, I, they seem nice, uh, right? Just, yeah. I think you just haven't had the right dog, man. And and my, yeah. no, I, I had I had the right dog. I like cats. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a I'm not a dog guy. I'm not, but I'm just saying the dogs in general are, are pretty cool. Yeah. So maybe you just haven't haven't had the right dog. No, I'm not saying dogs are bad. They just by comparison, they're a lot of work. Man, they're a lot of work compared to a cat, where he's like, "Where's the food? Where's the litter? Where's the remote?" Right, because I gotta hide that. Yeah, no, because he, <laughs> he likes to watch his his shows, his programs. He calls his them. stories. His Pro stories. There you go. <laughs> so uh, that uh, that's all you got in, Mark. That's it. All right, that that brings us to. Oh wow, we're we're all out of order here. <laughs> oh man, I'm feeling queasy. So it's, uh, it's back to me for what we got in.
sharing children? No, no, I didn't. It's not a children's program. Yeah, I didn't read to it. And the question was asked, how many? So I needed to find a place to play that again. Uh, Nothing new to add this week. Uh, Actually, there is new ones to add this week, but uh, I didn't get them cataloged and stuff in time. Uh, So we will get a better look at the additions to the Beachhead, to Beach Party 86 next week. You did Uh, buy them a new house. Yeah, I did. I got him. I got him a new container because the other the the other plastic container is too small to house sixty nine beachheads plus a couple other various pieces of ephemera. It's a beach house. It, we... <laughs> it's the Malibu beach house, right? It is. Uh, it is uh, a a plastic container that is uh, water submersible up to seventy five feet. So I'm proud of it. Just I gotta, I gotta find the art. I had art done when I did my pitch for a Joe cartoon, and I had a bunch of my friends draw any Joe they wanted as a child, and I had a guy, a friend of mine, draw a beachhead as a kid, and he was up like in a treehouse with a bandana over his face, with a slingshot, right? Like you probably expect he would have been in Alabama, right? I gotta find that for because I wouldn't want to be a part of society on the ground either. No. Yeah. Crotch, crotch intact though so yeah. could have been anybody under that mask right look man most of most of that group of 69 are be crotched mm-hmm. so it, it's it, all, crotchety. all i'm right all i'm saying is is this this broken crotch thing i'm turn i am single-handedly turning that into an urban legend no 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 you're making it worse no you are because you're hoarding the good ones you're, but you're brilliant because you're going to put the value of your own beachhead collection through the roof. It's like Goldfinger's plot in the movie. Yeah. Uh, Torpedo Mike asked, shouldn't we be at 70 plus? We are. We are. They just got to, like I said, I, they're, they have not been cataloged. They have not been properly onboarded. And plus next week we got a, I mean, we got a, our birthday episode next week. So I got to have something special for year 12. Right, you can't go into that with no new beachheads. Is the beach house as translucent a mark? Yes, it is. Translucent, man, that's a little rough. I prefer opaque. <laughs> and uh, Nomad's Wandering has called me a dick hoarder, and that's I'm sure. <laughs> Basically, sure. That Mike Irizarry, he's addicted to the crotch. Ah, <laughs> ciao. Uh, Mark Weber is a Skywarp guy. That right. That's my first Transformer ever. He's my all-time favorite too. Reminds me of my mom. Okay. Yeah, it reminds me of Maybe mom my mommy. <laughs> You're the man, Weber. The man. I'm digging that. Look, man. I the, am. The Holy Trinity for me. Prowl, Grimlock, Skywarp. Those are the guys I got. I got because those three, and then four and five. But there's a break before four and five. Springer and Roadbuster. Those guys rock. So, okay, there's my Roadbuster. Roadbuster's a badass. Because remember, the original toy was uh, from the Dorvac line, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah, basically, he's he's one of the deluxe Autobots. Yeah, Yeah, him and World that came out together, and World was weird looking, right? But Roadbuster looked like as a Jeep, he's kind of a brick, right? But as a bot, he looks like Gundam Transformer. He was a badass, and they never really rode him into anything. 
So he was like this, uh, you know, this, uh, this unknown guy, but he was just an absolute beast. And somebody drew, I forget who was in the last stand of the records or one of the Transformers bits. They did a bit where it's the hero shot of, it's the guardian shot of them all walking down a hallway. And he's so much bigger than everyone else. They put him in the back, of course, but his giant shoulder pads are scraping the ceiling as they walk forward. And I'm like, that's it, man. Yeah. Hero I, entrance. IDW did a whole bunch with Whirl. Yeah. That's about it. Good stuff, too. And Road, but they killed off Roadbuster right after I left the Transformers brand. Right after I wasn't approving the comics anymore. I would have gone, there's like 14 records. You're going to kill my guy? Nah. And of course, Skywarp reminds Hans Chow of his mom. That's it. I always like teleport. I like the idea that. I like this. He was a jet that could teleport. So he should have been like the world's greatest assassin. But instead, they made him just like an idiot. A doofus. Yeah. Yeah. So he liked to teleport behind people and, and go boo. Yeah. He was a practical joke dick. Yeah. That was pretty much it. So, okay. As, as my mom got me the Transformer, I need to clarify. The, well, okay then. Okay. I mean, we okay. figured that was probably it. But yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Hans Chow has excellent taste. There you go. Maybe his mom could teleport. We don't know. Uh, Nomads Wandering says, uh, my first Transformer was Huffer. Uh, this might be why I'm not a fan of that property. You know, kind of rough go. You know who is a fan of Huffer? Southerners. Huffer? Huffer? Why don't you go help after this prime? He fell on down that hill over there. Why don't you go help him up on up there, Huffer? <laughs> We've talked about it before. Mike's favorite. G1 Transformer is a little unusual, right? Sideswipe. Oh, I thought your favorite was uh, Trailbreaker. No, tra Trailbreaker was my first one. Oh, was your first? Okay. First, but, but I am a Sideswipe guy. Sideswipe's awesome. But a lot of people like Sideswipe. Right. It's, it, I'm a little basic that way. He's red Ferrari with a jetpack. I mean, it, it's tough to... It, I'm, yeah. I, you can't overthink that. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Quiet Silence. Uh, speaking of moms and toys, mine said G.I. Joe is too violent. Let me have a toy called Switchblade. <laughs> right yep. it's a lot of a lot of uh a lot of uh what, what am i a lot of um what's the word i'm looking for schadenfreude compromises were made oh, in the 80s with this regards to toys when i was growing up in the late 70s my father who was not a fan of the vietnam conflict well, originally wouldn't let me have army men I, I mean, it's it's hard to criticize his lack of fandom, but you know. yeah. But I showed him, didn't I? <laughs> I got my army men now. Uh, Matt Rubin cries sacrilege. Sideswipe was a Lamborghini. Oh, that's right. Sorry, yeah, he was. He was. I just, I, I again, you can't overthink that. It's, he's a red sports car. I'm in. Uh, We've Diana been watching Davis. Magnum. Diana Davis says mine was Psykill. My mom didn't know that Gobots weren't Transformers. Well, they are now. Yeah. And they're also canon in the uh, Marvel universe now in the MCU because Drax beat up Psykill in in the Christmas special. They're they're canon as toys at any rate. So yep, or popular characters or something. I pitched that as a box set for Transformers just to do the the big GoBots right, and yeah. they were like, "Yeah, that's not happening." Uh, I, I... Okay, our uh, our little brother would have probably bought some some nice ass GoBots off of you, Mark. In in their defense, you know, I they were probably worried that I was going to make them even more money. So I right, get it. I get it. You got to cap these things. 
I didn't realize I was making the other people feel inferior by how much cash I was bringing in on Transformers. <laughs> Racktime Rob, shout it out. Shout out to the studio audience. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Yeah, appreciate you. Good, good, uh, good audience. Uh, considering we really didn't have a whole lot to talk about, uh, this is this is uh, this show is a whole lot of us and a lot of nothing else. Um, uh, Diana Davis notes that Psycho was actually pretty. You know, he was uh, for motorcycle. Yeah, pretty slick. People bust, people bust on the GoBots, but there were some good GoBots. There were some mm. classics in there, and there were some real misses. Uh, yeah, there there yeah. were there were. But you know what? The same can be said of Transformers. Yeah, that's true. Uh, go, GoBots were um, not uh, not exclusionary. I think we all should learn from the GoBots that way. Mm-hmm. But um, what else you got, Rack Time Rob? Uh, I think that's it. All right. Uh, Mark Weber. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'm going to shout out to one of my favorite current co-workers, Amy. Because today, to be badasses, we walked into a meeting playing entrance music on my cell phone. That was pretty badass. So for, for for us to kick in the door and walk in playing Can't Stop by the Chili Peppers, that was that was pretty good. So when Edge first came back to the WWE after retiring, when he was still injured and couldn't couldn't wrestle, he came running out and he said, I miss this so much, right? Like when I come into rooms now, no one plays my music. Right. And I'm like, dude, entrance music is terribly underrated. So yeah, for for kicking in the door, rocking Chili Peppers today, I'm gonna give a shout out to my friend Amy. That was pretty solid. Uh, Kurt Roca too has a series of emojis to share with us. I appreciate that. There we go. Uh, who else we got, Mark Weber? That's it. That was a big deal. It was a, it was a low bar this week, so that was a shining moment. We give a, a shout out to our our lead in and good friend. Uh, Brian Lower over at uh, Hooded Cobra Commander 788. Always does a great show, has a good time, kind of warms the crowd up for us, for uh, us to drive away. Mm. <laughs> We're the Orange Cassidy of this. Uh, right, that's how we'll think of it. Anyway, is that he, he's warming up the crowd for us in that he draws a bigger crowd than mm. we do and uh, has more subscribers and all that good stuff. But yeah, that's how we'll that's how we'll think of it. But but <laughs> But thank you, Brian, as always, uh, for plugging the damn show. I want to give a shout out to Joe Colton and family as they continue to wait on the little one. And hopefully we will get a status report from her in the very near future. Uh, Give a shout out to you guys, to to the honcho Mark Weber, to Racktime Robbie Rosary. Uh, Shout out to the folks at home, whether you're catching us live. uh, If you're watching us on Facebook tonight, remember, give us a thumbs up, give us a heart, give us a little huggy guy. We do love little huggy guy. Uh, Get those algorithms uh, twirling for us over there. If you're catching us here on Facebook, uh, give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, comment down below, uh, share us in all of your your uh, social media circles, uh, be that Facebook groups or, or Reddit pages or whatever, because uh, nothing beats word of mouth as far as spreading the word uh, on podcasts. And, and frankly, you guys are pretty ride or die with us. Uh, so uh, the more the merrier, if, if that's the kind of crowd you're bringing in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate that. Um, if you're catching us, uh, on recording, uh, thank you for doing that too. That counts just as much as casting us live. Uh, we rely on you guys just as much. Uh, please do all those cool YouTube things as everyone else does. If you're catching us on Podbean on our audio only or wherever your your audio pod are, are, are found, uh, 
go ahead subscribe to us there too if you need to leave us a leave us a, a review we haven't had a good five-star review in a while that'll that'll help uh get things going in those circles too you guys are, are still a pretty significant part of our audience uh so we we do thank you for that um you know how it is when you're on the air for 12 years uh it's sometimes tough to break those habits uh but next week april 25th is our 12th birthday it's a celebration. So it will be the What's on Joe Mind 12th Anniversary Fandango. Uh, we do have a special guest lined up. Uh, we will let that slip a little later in the week. And um, Hey, speaking of anniversaries, I forgot. Two big anniversaries today. Yes. The 85th anniversary of the release of Action Comics number one. Okay, all right. Happy 85th birthday, Superman. And the hundredth anniversary of the opening of the house that Ruth built, Yankee Ooh, Stadium. There you go. And uh, Bart says uh, today is his anniversary with the missus. What All are right. you doing here, dude? But happy anniversary to you, Bart. Shout out to you there. And to Mrs. Bart. And to Mrs. Bart. Uh, probably a bigger shout out there because she's got to deal with Bart. Well, and she's six foot six. So, <laughs> well, he's six foot six. So they, that's why they work. I mean, she might be 6'9". Who knows? Maybe Bart likes tall women. Only Beachhead is 6'9". Hey-o. Anyways, uh, as our friend Vagon likes to say, uh, stay safe, and if you if you can't, be careful. Uh, that's about all we got for this week and What's on Joe Mind. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday at 9.05 on the Superstation. Um, you know, for a week where nothing happened, we got two hours out of it. We can, mm -hmm. we can blather with the best of them, gentlemen. We can do anything. <laughs> no joke uh but again for my guest host or for, guest host, for my co-host uh racktime rob irizari the honcho mark weber i'm mike irizari be sure to join us next week tuesday 9 p.m give or take uh, here on what's on joe mind uh for another great episode uh, and join us in our 12th anniversary celebration we will see you then have a great rest of the week Thank you.